Mel Sondland and Herbert Konings are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Hello and welcome to the Security Token Show. We're here in sunny Miami, Florida. I'm your host, Eric Konings, and of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Sondland. Hello. We've got an amazing show lined up for you today. Super excited about our main topic. We're going to be talking about FTX and everything that's going on in the crypto markets. But of course, first, we're going to talk about the top five things that you need to know happening in the security token industry, the latest security token news, all the newest security token offerings, of course, followed by what's happening in the secondary market and an inside look on the metaverse. But before we dive into it today, Herwig, I do want to thank our sponsor this week, which is Robinland. Robinland is building a commercial real estate platform where they're going to be providing and assisting in fractionalizing and tokenizing commercial real estate properties. Their goal is to drive passive income to retail investors, allowing anyone to be able to invest in real estate, which is an asset class that has historically performed fantastic across any type of market, bull or bear. And they're trying to provide it in a legal and decentralized way, which isn't always easy, but they're doing that leveraging security tokens, of course. And we interviewed them. We actually had them here to the office and I was able to interview the CEO and we had a tremendous conversation here in our Miami offices. So go on our YouTube channel and check that out if you want to learn more about Robinland's commercial real estate platform. Of course, we have to thank our sponsors for making this amazing show possible. And with that, Kyle, I think we can dive into the top five. And starting off with the first thing you need to know happening in the industry right now in the security token world is, of course, our crowdfund. Yes. The company behind this show, Security Token Market, STM.co, the one-stop shop for all things security tokens. We are tokenizing ourselves so that you can join us on our journey. This is now opening up officially on July 6th, so mark your calendars. If you have your Securitize ID account ready, you'll be able to participate both in a crypto Web3 offering first First of its kind, it's actually going to be the first security token on the Avalanche blockchain. And of course, if you want, you can still invest traditionally through the Securitize platform. So very exciting stuff. We did go blast right through our goal and pledges. So we're very excited. Don't wait too long to check it out. And the last thing I'll tell you is if you're here in Miami or want to make the trip out, July 15th, we're kicking off a huge party to celebrate the success of the industry and the crowdfund. So come check it out. Going to be amazing. Let's break down the walls of Wall Street together. Moving into number two, Grayscale. You may know Grayscale as the largest Bitcoin asset manager in the world with hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin in their custody through what is called their Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which was that, that offering they sell to investors, which is essentially a fund that just holds Bitcoin. However, it's not an ETF. There's all kinds of restrictions around it. And they've spent years trying to convert this trust structure that they have into a publicly traded ETF, but to do that, they need the SEC's approval, and unfortunately, yet again, they were not approved. The SEC cited a lack of surveillance in the sharing between the regulated market 
of the Bitcoin cryptocurrency of a significant size and the relationship between a regulated exchange as Bitcoin exchanges do not currently have a license. Potentially, that is one of their concerns, as well as the, the you know some of these other issues with regards to the specific trust itself and market manipulation regarding Tether and some of these other assets that have, have certainly had an impact on the price. Grayscale is suing the SEC in return, saying that you can't just sign off on a futures ETF, which currently exists, where it's derivative contracts of Bitcoin. Clearly, that if that's legitimate, you should allow somebody to also just invest in the Bitcoin itself instead of this speculative derivative. And the SEC will have yet to respond to those claims. Rejection stings and you know getting rejected numerous times definitely stings. Let's see how the lawsuit pans out. In fact, maybe number three, uh, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler's latest words with Jim Cramer, no less, on CNBC. They actually had a revealing conversation, of course, about cryptocurrency, where it was stated by himself, Gary Gensler, that he thinks Bitcoin could actually be the commodity. It's the only one he thinks that could be a commodity, which may favor Grayscale, who knows. But that we do know also that he is still very, very clear that he thinks everything else he sees in the market, every other cryptocurrency, there's over 19,000 of them, maybe more. Uh, he views them all as securities, which of course has huge ramifications. It means we can expect to see continuous SEC activity in the crypto space going after illegal securities as well as potential service providers. This means that crypto exchanges might also have to be licensed to support clearing and settlement of exchanges. Basically, a evolution or a revolution to the security token world, if this is the case. So we're definitely keeping our eyes on this one. And with number four, INX has partnered with SICPA SICPA, or just SICPA, in building a digital currency network for governments. The idea here is to leverage SICPA's tech platform. They're based in Switzerland and to build digital currency solutions international payment structure and rails for governments to use, specifically working with central bank digital currencies. Clearly, INX would likely be a platform in which those currencies could trade in a Forex style market. They certainly have a lot of different stable coins already on their platform, and that is a main focus for the firm. Big business as consensus, another U.S. firm is already leading the way with working with a couple of different governments on CBDCs too. Number five, we've got STO Box. They have launched one of the first DEXs for security tokens. We know there's a few out there, but now they have launched theirs. It is called DX Swap. They've got an amazing announcement to come with that because not only have they launched the platform, but I love to see it when they launch with assets. In this case, Landshare is going to be the first listing with it. Landshare did it already successfully complete a primary issuance already. In fact, over 30, 35 companies have done so on the STO Box platform. Uh, and now they're actually planning a second offering while they list their first. So huge congratulations. They're excited to see what DX Swap does. That's definitely the last thing you need to know happening right now. And with that, let's go to John Pittman for the rest of the industry news. Thanks for the handoff, fellas. I'm John Pittman, your token advisor. And let's get you going with your weekly industry news. So starting with Japan, where a new private financial exchange called Osaka Digital Exchange, or ODX, announced its opening just last week. The new exchange is expected to serve as an alternative to the Tokyo Stock Exchange, who handled 90% of trading in Japan in terms of value. Osaka Digital Exchange Co., the operator of ODX, is 70% owned by SBI, PTS Holdings Co., and has a goal to become Japan's first exchange for digital securities using blockchain technology as early as next fiscal year starting in April. 
In other news, we have the French Lender Society General selecting Swiss cryptocurrency custody firm Medico to work with the bank's digital asset subsidiary by the name of SG Forge. The partnership will focus on security tokens, an area of expertise for the bank. These are the same people that structured the European Investment Bank's 100 million euro digital bond back in 2021. Also in Europe, we have Germany's Federal Minister of Finance and the Federal Minister of Justice announcing regulatory and policy changes designed to boost entrepreneurship, access to capital, and embrace the digitization of finance with security tokens. In a statement, the two ministers noted that Germany is facing the enormous task of shaping the digital change. This can only be accomplished if there is sufficient access to private capital along with public funds. Thus, the government aims to make capital markets more efficient and make the German financial center more attractive. The Federal Minister of Justice went on to say that the digitization of capital markets is especially important for the future, alluding to digital securities and fintech in general. In some respects, Germany has been slow to embrace digital finance, but now it appears things are changing. Moving on, so Securitize has some good news on their front, aside from hosting the STM crowdfund, of course. Last week, news came out that Securitize had been approved by regulatory bodies in Spain to enter their fintech sandbox, where Securitize will serve a number of businesses and investors under close supervision. The goal is to emerge from the sandbox with operations underway throughout Europe within the next six to 12 months. Securitize stated that it anticipates to be the only firm offering both tokenized assets and digital securities trading in both Europe and the U.S. once it exits Spain's sandbox. And finally, we all know that Herwig was specifically cited by the SEC when they made the changes to raise the funding limit for Reg CFs from $1 million to $5 million. Well, just last week, Republic, a crowdfunding platform, just announced that they just closed their 12th $5 million CF campaign. This is amazing news seeing that the average seed round in 2021 was just $3.8 million. Regardless, this is great. It shows that small investors are starting to look and take advantage of some of these quality deals on the CF market. But do not forget that STM's very own crowdfund is live this Wednesday on Securitize. So please make sure you don't miss that drop. Things are hot right now. Let's pass it on to the queen of Hot Girl Summer with your girl Meg with the STO updates. I'll see you guys next week on the other side of the blockchain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Market Updates. First up, let's talk about tokenized carbon credits. We have the world's first blockchain-based algae biomass project offering developed by SIT, which stands for Sustainable Impact Token. The project will be built utilizing patented sustainable technology to deliver a green investment opportunity that carbon credits will be generated by the biomass projects and tokenize this algae coin. The project will support the development, construction, and operation of algae biomass farms and utilize blockchain technology to bridge the gap between two of the fastest growing investor markets in the world, asset-backed finance and crypto. SIT's algae biomass farms produce high-quality non-animal protein based on a system powered exclusively by using renewable energy. Globacap allows the capital raising process to be completely digital, mostly automated, transparent, secure, and compliant. The $5 billion algae biomass sector is estimated to grow at a CAGR of 6.3% during the next five years. Sustainable Impact Token provides investors with tokens issued via smart contracts deployed on the proof-of-stake Tezos blockchain, representing their preferred shares in the project. The SIT offering was designed to enable frictionless transferability in full compliance with securities regulation through the Tezos FA2 compliant token contracts for holding and settlement. Tezos is an energy-efficient, open-source blockchain network powered by a globally decentralized network of users and validators. Globacap's mission is to enable tokenization and bring the archaic process behind capital markets into the digital era by offering private placement, securities issuance, securities registry, and management. Head over to Yahoo Finance for more details on this. 
Next up, Stowbox. They have launched one of the first decks called Stowbox DS Swap for security tokens with their first client, Landshare LLC. Stowbox is one of the top five turnkey tokenization providers worldwide. DS Swap is one of the first decks optimized for security tokens. It is a unique DeFi liquidity solution for security tokens and crypto assets. The product provides security token issuers the solution to manage liquidity pools and automated market making functionality. Additionally, it enables the secondary trading of security tokens following the international regulations and compliance procedures. DS Swap is essentially a Uniswap for security tokens. They are using the Binance Smart Chain for the Landshare project and launching the STO for a new property using the DS dashboard, allowing them a comprehensive solution to streamline all operations with tokenized securities. You can head over to Technology Today for the full report on this. Last, we have a new debt security token. It is called Rich Glory Coin, available on Securitize Now. This digital security is being issued to raise capital and expand the Degang oil field in Tianjin, China. The tokenized debt is seeking up to 25 million US dollars with a three-year term paying an interest rate of 4.5% per year plus additional upside. The additional details on the upside can be found via the press release. It is available on Securitize for accredited and institutional investors. Additionally, the secured debt will be subject to put an exercisable option by holders before the anniversary of the first closing. Head over to Crowdfunding Insider for the full detailed report. That is all for me. I'll see you right back here next Monday, but now I'll send it over to sjs.eth for the rest. Hello and happy Monday! The security token market cap has propped itself back above the $15 billion mark as some top names have shown signs of recovery. A NECA group has led the charge up over 7% on the week with the top 5% of companies carrying the overwhelming majority of total market cap. Large increases and declines can often be the result of sudden moves in these types of players. TZR and INX both caught a bit at the end of last week as the two profit sharing trading platforms are attempting to stabilize after broad sell-offs for the past several weeks. But as the macro equity market heads into a bear market and a recession simultaneously, things are inevitably going to get ugly. Many economists suggest that we are merely at the tip of the iceberg for things to come. And that's a very scary proposition for a sector like security tokens. Even though security tokens have intrinsic value in the underlying asset behind each token, most non-real estate tokens are comprised of high growth names in the emerging sector. And if the global GDP growth continues to slump, money is sucked out of the economy and layoffs are widespread, this all of it spells doom and gloom for these types of companies. It will be very interesting to monitor how the sector matures through this time period as the only way for survival will be to roll with the punches and figure things out along the way. With all that being said, the industry has been building an incredibly strong foundation and should be able to weather the impending doom and gloom. We'll see. And that is all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next Monday. Wakey wakey, welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Kong. Grand Theft Auto 6, probably one of the most anticipated games to be coming out today, will apparently feature in-game currency of Bitcoin. The in-game contractors and characters will pay the player with the currency when they need to make anonymous payments. This is amazing, I think, because even though it might not be a decentralized landscape, it is going to push the idea and allow more mainstream consumers to get used to the idea of using Bitcoin as a payment. Next. Meta launching their own Metaverse digital wallet 
even though a lot of people think that Facebook is going to have a monopoly on the, on the metaverse, the idea of the metaverse is about interoperability. This digital wallet is a push towards that. The company recently partnered with Microsoft and other companies such as Epic Games to launch an open standards group for all things metaverse, working towards establishing common points to make the metaverse more interoperable in the future. And moving forward, Metaverse platform, Mona closes $4.6 million in their Series A, led by Protocol Labs. Mona provides the first and only platform and network for creators to build, mint, and sell interactive Metaverse worlds as NFTs. Mona hopes to use this round towards continuation of its ethos and showcasing more photorealistic worlds. And speaking about mainstream, WNBA star Alex Bentley takes a bite out of the future and buys a $40,000 property in the metaverse. She bought the land in the digital asset in Loot Mogul Metaverse, which is acclaimed to be the only metaverse stadium offering all users to own assets. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Fanko. And now moving into what is my favorite section of the show. This is the Companies of the Week section. Herwig and I get to pick two companies that we specifically wanted to highlight to give this weekly award, which of course entitled you to the illustrious Company of the Year Award, in which one of the winners throughout any of these weeks will be crowned the Company of the Year. And so these are two new entrants into the Company of the Week section this week, Herwig, which is very exciting. For episode, what is it, 146? 147. 147. What is your company of the week? Well, my company of the week is ODX. That stands for the Osaka Digital Exchange. This is a Japanese exchange. If you uh, recall from John Pittman's segment, uh, you'll hear the details, but I'll quickly resurface why I believe they should be company of the week. Uh, and that's specifically because they were the third private exchange to be approved in Japan. That's a very big deal. Uh, to go from longer trading hours in the Tokyo Stock Exchange gives them huge advantages. And most importantly, I think there are some key players behind this. You know, if you've gone to the blog at stomarket.com, you may have seen my article on the rise of Japan in the security token industry and some key names pop up there. SBI, Mitsui, Nomura. They are all major investment banks that see digital securities and security tokens as the future. And now turns out they are all owners, co-owners in the ODX. So this could mean huge things for digital securities. They have made it known that they plan on making security tokens part of the exchange. And uh, of course, they are going to be making major, major moves across the world with this exchange. So I'm very excited to put the spotlight on ODX. Another fantastic international marketplace coming into the industry to provide liquidity. The more that we can cover the globe and different licensed intermediaries to help provide the infrastructure needed to support the fact that this is a global movement is key in driving this adoption. Shout out to your winner. Well, Kyle, who do you got as a new entrant to the list? So I wanted to give a huge shout out to the company Landshare. Landshare.io, they're the business that successfully fundraised a security token offering through the Stobox platform, who has now had over 35 clients. They were in our top five. Landshare, not only did they successfully complete a primary offering for their tokenized real estate platform, they're basically trying to fractionalize real estate, provide investments as low as 50 bucks for retail to be able to invest 
invest in real estate. They are launching this platform. It's live on their site. And of course, they're going to be the first listing on Stobox's new decentralized exchange. So DSSwap is the, the exchange that's been created by STO Box. Landshare is the first listing there. And we're going to be working very hard to get them on STM.co as quickly as possible so you can get some of those updated prices. That's a natural choice, Kyle. Great choice. Congratulations, Landshare. Love what STO Box is doing. Two new exchanges with DXSwap and ODX announced to bring digital securities and security tokens. And now officially, of course, with Landshare. That's awesome. Uh, well, with that, Kyle, I think we can jump right into the main topic. The crypto industry has always been compared to the Wild West, not only because there was lack of clarity around regulation, but because there's vigilantes all over the place trying to assert themselves in the greater community. And we are seeing this happen today in this current market where we're in a little bit of a bear market. Things are slowing down. Companies are cash strapped, but the ones that are liquid are able to make some serious plays. And so this is specifically in reference to FTX, which is the exchange launched by crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried SBF. And both he as well as his company are incredibly cash heavy and have been making some serious plays in the crypto space and the broader financial market to really try to drive adoption for their platform. They sure have, Kyle. I love this main topic for this week. I'm a big fan of Sam Bankman-Fried, the you know guy behind FTX. And of course, FTX is uh, here, the uh, title to the uh, Heat Arena. So it's the FTX Arena that we're used to calling it. So we definitely are familiar with them, especially because they also happen to be a couple floors working above us as well in this very building. But we don't have any official relationship with them. These are just our opinions. We're here to give you analysis of what's going on. And I want to start off with one of the maybe more widely uh, maybe understood ones, which is Robinhood. So Robinhood is a well-known brokerage ad, makes it very easy to do zero commission stock trading right from your phone, gained massive popularity with the retail audience over the last several years. Uh, and they have a, a, a deca-billion-dollar valuation or eight-billion-dollar valuation, yeah. somewhere around yeah. that. It's no joke. It's no small company. And what happened was we was revealed a little while ago that SBF had actually taken a personal stake, a minority stake in the company, a little less than 10%, uh, if I recall. And now news has officially come out that there was a rumor that FTX was actually considering buying Robinhood. Uh, which is, of course, a greater play to suddenly acquire a large retail audience. Of course, you can now serve them with additional crypto services potentially through FTX. We know Robinhood already uh, has its foot uh, in the waters of crypto on their app. So there's a lot of synergies here. Unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever the case may be uh, for your opinion, this will not be going through according to the latest announcement. So no Robinhood acquisition, no special play between FTX, SBF, and Robinhood. It seems like this one is just uh, potentially put down further down the line or uh, maybe, you know, the end of it. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors swirling. And you know what they say, when there's smoke, there's often fire. And this is not the only example of SBF looking to invest take majority stake or potentially outright acquire another company in fintech. This time, another rumor came through that they actually explored acquiring crypto lender Celsius, who has been under hot water with a lot of margin calls and being liquidated on a bunch of their positions, which has left the firm in serious liquidity struggles right now with rumors swirling about them being insolvent. They would they prevented withdrawals through the platform, but a lot is still being worked through. And all of these different firms that are in a similar space, which we've 
covered here over the last couple of weeks are all frantically trying to figure out lines of capital to be extended. Celsius, it was reported that potentially FTX decided to pass and nix that deal as well because of a reported $2 billion hole in their balance sheet. This is not confirmed. This is certainly not necessarily anything that we know for sure, but we have seen many reports around Celsius's potential illiquidity issues that have been swirling for recent weeks. FTX was interested, but then decided to pass. And uh, that might be a reason for uh, BlockFi, which is our next analysis. You know, they're a very similar company, a centralized lender in the blockchain space. Uh, perhaps FTX has been strategically reviewing which one uh, potentially to acquire instead of both. And in this case, maybe they pass on Celsius to double down on BlockFi. We have no confirmation that anything has moved forward, but there is quite a lot of rumors about how mm. this has been playing out, right, Kyle? Uh, we started out with this concept that, okay, for BlockFi is seeking funding. They actually were trying to raise capital and leaked that they were raising capital at uh, lower than 80% of their original valuation, at a billion-dollar valuation. Uh, which seemed like a steal, and one would have expected that the hundred million that they were seeking would have been easily raised. Not the case. Mm -hmm. This crypto environment proved to be much more challenging for BlockFi to lender, which likely assumes that there's a lot more afoot than meets the eye here. Uh, and then FTX came in and said, we're going to bail you out. We're going to give you a $250 million line of credit. We're going to come in and potentially acquire the company, uh, which would actually cram down a lot of the major shareholders, which in response, Morgan Creek being one of them, actually announced saying, hey, I'm actively raising money right now to try and fight this competing bid uh, for BlockFi. And now we've seen a rumor that there was even a term sheet as low as $25 million for BlockFi, which going from what, $4 billion to a billion or, or now to $25 million, that's a crazy story. And again, likely suggests that there's probably a similar uh, line of debt like Celsius has that is beyond this. Again, unconfirmed, but very interesting story playing out with FTX and BlockFi here. Definitely. And, and it's actually, I guess it's still kind of unconfirmed if that $250 million line of credit is still going through, whether or not this FTX bid goes through to acquire the company. Because it was reported that BlockFi had accepted that line of credit, and then these rumors continued to swirl around a potential acquisition, which now is being fought potentially by a different set of bidders around trying to rival that acquisition price. But if they don't have the line of credit, then they still may have some liquidity issues that could potentially speed up this timeline if FTX is holding that kind of above this deal. So that's something interesting to note. And as well. that's very interesting that we clearly have a lot of activity happening in the crypto space by FTX. It's no secret that, of course, the FTX cryptocurrency exchange, uh, specifically SBF, also with Alameda Research and everything that's going on, they have a heavy hand in the crypto industry. And for certain, uh, they would like to see the industry rebound. That certainly only stands to benefit them. So they are potentially strategically figuring out how can we prevent further crypto winter or you know continuous crashes within the industry. But I think it is interesting that they may also be hedging their bet, right, Kyle? We've seen a lot of activity mm -hmm. out of FTX US. A hundred percent. So as we have reported for over a year now, FTX, the international crypto exchange, has been trading tokenized stock derivatives. These are essentially synthetic shares that trade 24-7 of a lot of the popular companies like Apple or Tesla or Google. We saw Grayscale Bitcoin Trust actually being one of those tokenized stocks that was the highest traded volume, presumably because of the arbitrage opportunities in the Bitcoin space. 
Now we see FTX US, which is this spin-off subsidiary underneath FTX's international corporation that is specifically firewalled for US operations. They take it much more seriously in terms of what they list as well as their compliance and X, Y, and Z. FTX US actually launched FTX Stocks, which is literally a stock trading platform for specifically public market equities, as well as potentially stablecoin integrations as well. So they're clearly familiar with the tokenized world because of all their crypto. They have tokenized stock derivatives. Now they're venturing into the stock market game. There's really only one conclusion to come from there, isn't there, Herbie? Well, I would say that they are getting gung-ho on security tokens, tokenized stocks and everything in between. And I think the cement is actually their latest acquisition, specifically by FTX, which is Embed Financial. Uh, and that's a very interesting platform providing a variety of different services, clearance settlement, custody, and others uh, in the crypto space. But also, they have a FINRA license uh, that may enable certain broker-dealer level services that they are required in order to facilitate trading of stocks and other things like that on FTX US. So certainly I can't connect those dots directly, but there's a good chance that this license could be used for potential existing or future stock trading platforms in the FTX US empire. We have seen Coinbase have ATSs in the past. Gemini launched their, their ATS to trade digital securities. And then there's certainly many other institutions getting involved. It only makes sense for FTX to be prepared for that development as well. Very excited to see all that come together. Obviously, we're a little biased, but it's good to see that one of the smartest recognized players in the crypto industry is also recognizing this huge opportunity, both in tokenized stocks internationally, as well as tackling the behemoth here in the U.S., and trying to bring stock trading, tokenized trading of any kind here, uh, it seems like with FTX. So shout out to that. That's all we got for this week's main topic, covering everything going on in this crazy market. And if you enjoyed, please like, retweet, share this. This is really valuable news about understanding what's going on in the markets. If you're on YouTube, like, please subscribe, leave a comment, do what you can to help us spread the word and let everybody know what's going on in these industries. STM.co has got all the latest trading information that you need to know all the latest news, submit some yourself, uh, and then we'll be able to cover it on this show. Uh, and of course, don't remember, don't forget, uh, July 15th is our mega crowdfunding party, and July 6th, just a week before that, we are opening up. I think that's like three days away Woo! from the time of airing here. So get ready, get excited, folks. Join our Discord community. Come see what we're all about. And of course, we'll catch you next week on Monday. And happy tokenizing.